Algar Productions. Despite the title, the following podcast is most decidedly not for kids. This is the Kids Love Batman podcast with your hosts, Matt Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Episode 46, Never Fear and Joker's Millions with Vishal Baradwaj. Hi, chums. We, I, I almost called you friends. You guys aren't friends. You're chums. You are patently chums. Whole different thing. We shut down the whole thing. Yeah, we don't have thing. friends anymore. No, we have chums. Mm-hmm. And uh, joining us once again is our chum, Vishal. Good to have you back. Hello, chums. Welcome. See? It's much, much better mm-hmm. than, than that other thing. Also, this, you know, this show still con- consistently entertains us, so there is yeah. that. <laughs> uh, so, first we have, this is how I introduce the show now, I guess. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed this first one, and I am excited to hear what you have to say about it, mm-hmm. mine co-host, so why don't you tell us? Yes, let's hear about Never Fear. Please do. Look! Up in the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Mr. Weatherby dangling from a rope as he swings through the city, narrowly avoiding death. Well, that certainly shouldn't be. Luckily, Batman arrives just before the bee can crash headlong into a sexy neon sign that's advertising either ice cream or masturbation, and the day is momentarily saved. And then Mr. Weatherby refuses to be rescued, dances away, and falls off the building, taking Batman with him. Luckily, Batman saves him again because he's Batman, and the crowd cheers. But not everyone is cheering. Some dude in a white suit is exceptionally grumpy, and he reports back to his boss, Oh, oh my god, who is this murderous psychopath who looks like he stepped out of an 80s horror flick? What? The Scarecrow? No way. Sir, I have met the Scarecrow. I know the Scarecrow. I have folded the Scarecrow over a chair, and you, sir, are no Scarecrow. You are terrifying. Anyway, terrifying new Scarecrow and his white-suited friend discuss Mr. Weatherby's escape and then laugh sinisterly or something. Seriously, I was distracted by all the piss somebody put in my pants looking at this new Scarecrow. Jesus. Over at Stately Wayne Enterprises, Bruce and Tim, not to be confused with Bruce Tim, discuss last night's weirdo when a second nebbish bald man enters Bruce's office, demands that Bruce listen to his ideas, and then quits, all the while rambling about not being afraid anymore. Well, that's weirdly specific. He also kisses Bruce's secretary, so I'm delighted when the cops haul him away. No fear it isn't an excuse for being disgusting. It's a line of shirts that were popular in the early <laughs> 90s that my mom wouldn't buy for me because she thought that they carried a bad message. Presumably, I am rude because I have no fear. Anyway, Nebbish Fellow 2 drops his wallet, which Bruce inspects, finding a card for a meeting called Never Fear. Bruce investigates, wearing this cunning disguise of <clears throat> Matches Melun. <laughs> Matches sneaks off and finds a room full of mysterious bottles. And then the Scarecrow shows up and bonks him on the head. But in a new and scary way. Bruce awakens at the zoo, surrounded by alligators or possibly crocodiles. It's hard to tell because the sewer king isn't around screaming about them. Possibly, <clears throat> possibly because the Scarecrow ate him. Zitalos, says Matches disguisedly. This is, uh, I you say, quite the pickle. Then Scarecrow shoots him with a gun full of anti-fear gas, and Bruce beats the alligators to death with his bare hands. Unfortunately, Scarecrow doesn't see this because he's fucked off to hide under some kid's bed and whisper nursery rhymes about plague victims into their ears. Bruce returns home, and then he and Tim head out to do some Batman and Robin shit. Unfortunately, Batman is acting erratically, flying his plane around with no regard for anyone's safety. I'm fine, he grunts, as he flies the bat plane through a barn, picking up several chickens and a cow along the way. Batman and Robin arrive at the guy in the white suit's house and threaten him. A lot, mostly by throwing the guy out the window and then dangling him, which isn't unusual for him. Please see that episode where Batman flew that dude around on the Batwing until he had a heart attack. But this time, Bats leaves the guy to die. Luckily, Robin saves his sorry white-suited ass, and then Robin ties Batman up and leaves him. You'll stay here until you're no longer insane, he tells Batman. It's okay for me to quote old Simpsons episodes. It's 1997, and that one just came out. (laughs) Then Robin leaves to go capture Scarecrow before he fills the subway tunnels with anti-fear gas. Unfortunately for Robin, Batman knows how to get out of being tied up, like, like really well, and follows Robin, and then almost kills, like, four guys. Batman tries to murder Scarecrow as the train thereon careens towards one of Gotham's many cliffs, but Robin sprays Batman with some anti-anti-fear gas, also known as fear gas, and they all jump to safety just in time. 
Hey, I'm sorry I disobeyed you and tied you up like that, says Robin. It was the right thing to do, says Batman. Sometimes a little fear is good. Don't you ever fucking do it again. <laughs> hey, you lost your new Robin voice. You gotta you gotta go like oh. as high as you possibly Yeah. Hi, Batman. Sorry, Batman. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Oh, I love him so much. <laughs> he's so little. Mm. Yep. He's just he's a, thought... he's a little fellow. Yeah. I thought this was a great exploration of their relationship, like mm-hmm. sort of a trust thing. Yeah. Because this pushed Batman way over the edge, like even for him. And Tim's like, uh, shit. Okay, nobody's around to help me. Thanks, Dick and Barbara, wherever you are. <laughs> We're I off doing important things. They're, no, you're not. You're Nightwing. They're, they're fixing Nightwing. I guess Nightwing's I've got to secure this. <laughs> oh, God. I love, I love to hate that mullet so much. <laughs> He's such a douchebag. I'm cool mm. now, Batman. No, no, mm. but I love seriously. Th- I mean, like with the redesign, we've already talked about this, but mm. the fact that that Tim Robin is like a third of the size of Batman, if that, yeah, and somehow he's got to subdue and and you know keep this guy under control, and it's it's terrifying. Well, it's I that love it. It's that perfect like early like like forties Batman visual of like big Batman, little Robin. Like mm-hmm. Dark Knight Returns did it really well too, you know, where Batman's yep. like the big fucking wall, and then there's just tiny Robin dancing around. Mm-hmm. Well, Vishal, not not just to talk about your bad thing, but just generally speaking, how did you feel about the um, the whole redesign from uh, the regular series to the new Batman Adventures? Uh, well, I'll get into it with my bad thing, but I actually like a lot of the redesigns in this mm. uh, one. I'm mm-hmm. I think especially with this particular director in this episode because it's it's quite different than the next one i, I think mm-hmm. this i i forget the name of the director it's a japanese uh director it goes really well mm-hmm. with these designs they know how to uh and the animation in general in this episode is just top notch i think just mm-hmm. the the weight of everything the the sign that's falling there the capes the little the bangs and this and that it's almost anime but not really it's still in the Batman animated series mold. And yeah, yeah. I, I think for that, I think all of this really works. But having said that, should I just go into my bad thing? Because it's sort of, yeah, yeah. it's not really a bad thing because I think that the scarecrow design is fantastic. I just mm. don't know if it quite fits into this world because the animated series has this very specific sort of tone and look. And again, I'm not saying, I was here for the previous uh, a previous Scarecrow episode with the old, you know, mm-hmm. actual mm-hmm. Just sort of bag of straw type man. And this is way better than that. It's more interesting, but it's also kind of, you know, there's that, uh, it's usually attributed to Coco Chanel in that before you leave the house, take one accessory off and he really should have taken that noose off. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's, it's trying a little too hard. Uh, and it, well, there's, it's almost Mike Mignola. And then, Mm, definitely. But yeah. it's like you don't need Mike that. Mignola in this one. You need Bruce Tim. Mm-hmm. No, see, there's that, and then there's the extra edition of the new voice for yep. the Scarecrow, okay. who is uh, Star Trek All Star Jeffrey oh, Combs, right. who yeah. is a terrifying, like, new vo- like the voice of the other guy sounded more like the college professor he was supposed mm. to be yes. than a scary supervillain. Mm. Yes, my um, my friend. Soon we will destroy Batman, and then I will get tenure. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And he's this guy's like, you will give me one million dollars, Mr. Mayor, or I will murder everyone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so scary. they will murder themselves. Yep. Uh, and he will later pop up in Justice League as the question. No. Also oh, nice oh that's perfect. So good. Yes. Yeah. He's he's so good. But I think what I'm saying is the voice already escalated mm. this character some, and then. All the visuals, like you say, do that further. So yeah, you, you, you I, I may agree with you. I'm not sure. No, I, I think it's a but... beautiful piece of design, and it looks great animated by this team. In the, I just don't know mm-hmm. if it fits in this perfectly. And that's, I know, that's a huge ask considering. But this is the perfect Batman. That I keep saying that through mm-hmm. my notes here. That you know, it's the best Bruce and Tim, Bruce Tim, uh, mm-hmm. not Bruce Tim interactions. <laughs> you know, they have the best dynamic, not duo, but oh duo. yeah. Uh, so yeah and that's the only thing that slightly doesn't fit for me other than that great episode beautifully done but but we're in one of these situations where your bad thing happens to be someone's good mm-hmm. thing 
I, I, I love, I love that new scarecrow design, and I, I love how it, it's like you say, like it doesn't fit. Right. I like that first, that first shot where he's just sitting in the dark talking mm. to the guy in the white suit, and just starts talking, and you're like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, yeah, because he doesn't look or sound like a character we've mm. seen before. So at first. Your assumption might be, oh, this is some new supervillain mm-hmm. we've never seen before. That's not the same guy. And then Batman's just like, oh, that's a scarecrow. And we're all like, I, I, I'm, I'm sorry, what? what? <laughs> yeah. Like, let's be real. Old scarecrow sucked. Like, it's yeah. not a good design. No matter what they and did. And they focused on him. They focused on him a lot early on, which mm-hmm. didn't help. But, like, no matter what they did, like, he looked like he just got here from a, computer, a community theater production of The Wizard of Oz. And mm-hmm. as he went on, like, he got more simplified and it didn't help. Like, Mm. he just kept getting worse. Like, when he started off, he had, like, a weird mouth and, like, straw hair and, like, actual eyes. And they sort of just turned it into a bag with kind of a face on it. And it looked bad. Mm. But, Mm -hmm. like, this weird farmer look with, like, a skull face and a hat and a noose and a big stick, that rules. See, I think Amanda said she didn't like how big he was Mm. now. Like, he's, like... When they streamlined this, like, most of the men have that sort of wedge, you mm-hmm. know, big broad shoulders, tiny waist look, mm. and he's he's like that, and she said he should be scrawny, and I agree with that. I was always under the impression, and I was wrong, mm. but I was un- always under the impression that he was small, but he was trying to look mm. big, that's, like a scarecrow. That's what I thought, too, because you look at his, his real person arms, and they're very gangly. Yeah. Like, it looks like he's trying to look bigger, you mm. know? Like... The like end of, a scarecrow. Exactly. The end of the episode, like, you know, for all his, like, new intimidating appearance, Batman still kicks the shit out of him because he's not a very good fighter. Yeah. and No. he's At the end when he's strangling him, you're wondering, is, is that his face? Is You know, it's no longer yeah. a mask, clearly. Right. No, and, and I also wonder if this design uh, influenced the Christopher Nolan oh, scarecrow yeah. design. Absolutely. And the Arkham one, then, where he's mm-hmm. sort of mm-hmm. more normal size, but... You know, clearly this this more almost rotting. Uh, it's like a scarecrow that's been left out in the field for too long. So, well, with <laughs> with the Arkham one, they went with the uh, Killer Croc bit his face off. Mm. <laughs> well, what was he like in the comics around this period? Like, what I'm what I'm trying to get at is, did this show invent scary scarecrow, or was there one in the comics I, before this? Now, I I do not remember ever seeing this version of the Scarecrow in the comics. Uh, well, not necessarily this version, but definitely played more for the horror of it instead mm-hmm. of the straw man of it. Yeah. Now, if I'm thinking back, the the most sort of, like, this era Scarecrow is probably around No Man's Land, and mm-hmm. he sort of, he looked a lot more like the uh, the the original arc, our, uh, animated series Scarecrow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I remember reading No Man's Land at some point, and yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think he was more of he was basically a twisted version of the Wizard of Oz character. Yeah. Mm. Well, I mean, when you have like the Mad Hatter, Tweedledee, Tweedledum, like the, mm. you, you kind of have a whole mm. vibe of like, okay, kids' stories, but scary. Mm. So I guess I get that. But yeah. Mad Hatter's always hanging around like, hey, you want to join my gang? No, Jervis. No one I have wants a hat. to join your gang. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so do I. Many of us have hats, in fact. That's not a thing to hang your personality on. Mm, hat. Does Batman have a hat? <laughs> have we, you know, have we finished? We had oh, we've had that discussion. discussion about that. You're you're about to open an old wound. <laughs> I know. <there. don't... laughs> uh, what what I like though about this era, and we'll see it again in the next episode with the penguin, mm-hmm. is they clearly took a list of like, okay, what did we try before that didn't mm-hmm. quite work, and how do we make it better? Yeah, and the scarecrow. Like I said, they they had so many like they had three or four scarecrow episodes in the first like mm. fifteen weeks, and yeah. it was like, oh, is this is this show really that scarecrow heavy? And it just it happened they were all in a row there, but it's like it's, they must have looked back and said, oh, this guy isn't nearly as intimidating as he should be. Yeah, and for a guy who's like the master of fear, quote unquote, like he, he nobody's scared sucks. of him. And, and the thing we responded to that was kind of funny and kind of actually interesting was mm-hmm. that he was always very nice to his henchmen. Yep. And, yeah. uh, they took that away from him, but they gave him so much more. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. But they also, and we'll talk about this again in the next episode, but like the penguin, mm-hmm. who I thought was a colossal failure in the in the previous version, is much better now. Mm. Oh yeah. Love that new design. And 
Yeah, exactly. And again, Robin, mm-hmm. which to to bring things back, I love the as as Michelle said, the dynamic not duo <laughs> uh, between these two. Just like Robin's got a like he knows something's wrong mm-hmm. and he's doing his best, but also at a certain point, Batman looks at him and he says, "I'm better now. Mm-hmm. You got to trust me." And it's a great moment yeah. for yeah. them where he's like, Ooh, "Can I?" Mm-hmm. And like we've had this character for what five episodes mm-hmm. now, and I already completely sympathize with yeah. that. Whereas with Dick, I just I never did. Well, it, it plays on that thing where it's like it's Batman. Mm. Who do you trust yeah. more than Batman? It's Batman, right? Which is why I made it like, my good I... thing that that particular exchange mm. where they're talking about you oh. know where Batman is trying to convince uh, Robin, who's just tied him up, that you know he's he's better now and let's let's get on with things. Come on. And Robin mm-hmm. almost falls for it, but and I I have not seen this in at least fifteen years. And mm. within two mm-hmm. like ten seconds of them showing up at the beginning of this episode, where you know they they are that very perfect deadpan. I forget they see they see the guy who's not Spider Man, Mister Weatherby, you know, fly by <laughs> and they're like, should we go get him? I guess so, you know, or something along those lines. It's perfectly done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and do we know and that there's guy? So much of that. No, but we're here, and the cops aren't yet, so let's go. Usually when someone swings by in a rope, we know them. <laughs> I I like, this is my good thing. I think this is so much scarier than the Scarecrow's mm. usual deal. Like, just, like, making people face their fears or see their fears or whatever. I get it. It's a pretty standard story, and that's fine, but yeah. I don't usually find that scary. But take away people's inhibitions mm. and make them do crazy, stupid things as yeah. if yeah. they're normal. That's really scary to me. Well, it's like, corrupts. I always think about... It's I always think about this when... Uh, sorry, go ahead. No, is it power corrupts, and this is basically mm. that taken to the end degree. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Now, I think about this whenever Scarecrow shows up. It's like, what's your what's your thing? What's he going to get you mm. with? It's like, it's hard to visualize talking in front of people or, you know, responsibility or something as a concept that can attack you because you got sprayed with fear gas, you know? I, but, I mean, you have nightmares. Like, we oh, all yeah. have nightmares. I assume you could see some visual manifestation of that in some form or another. I mean, it's, my nightmares mostly consist of wandering around trying to find something that I can never find. Well, then your fear gas induced thing would just be like nothing looks familiar anymore, you know. But it's not I, like you're gonna be like, oh no, scorpions, right? Oh no, black scorpion. I mean, that's <laughs> sorry to break My it down to not recorded things, but oh god, I wish I didn't know what that was. <laughs> These guys made me aware of a TV show based on two Roger Corman movies, not just one, but two. <laughs> Gotta be great. I mean that had to be part of the pitch when Corman showed up, right? It's like, listen, I got two, I got two movies. It's cheaper. <laughs> Look, do I have to tell you the on time under budget thing because that's my thing? And if you don't remember, I'll say it again. Mm-hmm. <sighs> but yeah, I found I found this way scarier. Like mm-hmm. not just because the scarecrow was physically and and you know like mm-hmm. verbally scarier, but also just because his plan. Yeah. Like, if you remove everybody's sort of safety net, like. What are they gonna do? No, I, I think there's an there's probably an entire forget bunch of episodes. There's a whole let's say animated film to be made just on this premise. You know, twenty minutes is not enough to uh, cover it. But they did a they good did job a of good job. first of all, sh- yeah, they did a good job of showing us how it affects sort of your average person, and then escalating it by making it about Batman. Because yeah. Yeah. yeah, what happens if you take away Batman's fear? Well. well Turns out he'll just kill people if there's not someone there to stop him. Yeah, it's a great concept because, like, what's Batman afraid of? Nothing. He's Batman. And, and then the question is, uh, if they had, let's say, done a sequel to this, which I would love to see, what happens to a city that does not fear Batman anymore? Uh-huh. Oh, that's a good point, yeah. too. I didn't think about that. Gotham's already I mean, we... not a great place to spend your time. I did notice that in a, like in the scene where, they're rescuing the, where he's rescuing the guy from the ledge, hmm. where... Typically, when Batman, like, mm. grabs a guy, the the animators draw, you know, terror in the person's mm-hmm. face. And this, as you said, was a particularly well-directed uh, episode because this character was not afraid. Like, mm-hmm. it, it was enough that I noticed. Like, why does this guy look weird when Batman's grabbing him? Oh, because he doesn't care. He's, he's not scared. Yeah. Hey, Batman, how's it going? Um, yeah. good. Hi, Batman. I thought I'm I might Spider-Man. see you up here. 
(laughs) (laughs) Quiet, you want to get a suit? (laughs) Yeah. Spider-Man 2. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all seen that movie? Predator? (laughs) Uh, Let's see, what else? Speaking of shit, no one's going to get except us. Oh, here's here's Uh a fun thing I noticed. Batman does not know what school is. Oh, yeah, that's he, true. He shows up at the office Tim and he's, he's wondering why Tim is there. Does, yeah. does not know what school he's, is. Yep. I it's do. a summer vacation. Like, it's June. What do you think? School. Don't you have something oh. to do? Mm, aren't no? you supposed to be not here? I love uh, I love his secretary, too, that's just like, oh, by the way, uh, Mr. Wayne, uh, your boy is here. What he went off to the uh, that other town? No, your new boy. Your new boy. Oh. oh, that one. The one with the mullet? No, no, the other one. No, that one's a man. Remember, Catwoman just said like, "Is he though?" He's a sexy man now. <laughs> ah. <sighs> uh, so my bad thing. Yes. Is. Did <laughs> uh, you touched on this in your summary? I already, sure did. Bruce continues to be an extremely terrible master of disguise, <laughs> which is a thing I actually enjoy, but it's a bad thing that he's bad at it. I This is also my quote, because his okay. line is so good when Scarecrow, like, captures him. All right, well, let's hear that. What's going on? That's what I'd like to know. Who are you? Why were you snooping around? Easy, easy. I was just looking for some loose cash. I wasn't trying to move in on your operation. Whatever it is. A thief. I thought as much. Hey, be cool! It's just yeah, very it's... much like, hey, Scarecrow, why you gotta I capture me some... like this? You oh, I was doing men. some crime. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you got me. I was trying to steal your chemicals, but why are you so mad about, hey? But We're all criminals here, right? The best part is it's so lazy that it's basically Bruce Wayne in the same suit he was wearing to the mm-hmm. office. So, like, his Bruce Wayne disguise yeah. with the tiniest mustache that comes off in the water clearly later. Yeah, when he's fighting the alligator or possibly crocodile, I wasn't sure because he mm. didn't say see you later or in a while, yeah. so I'm not I'm not clear which And one. is this at the zoo? Um, because they are always at the zoo. Or is this a separate crocodile true. thing? It looks like it's at the zoo, but the crocodiles are behind a different fence. Yeah. Like he's in sure. like like the one area where you put people, I guess, to surround them with crocodiles. I, I think you know the zoo. I think, I, I'm I'm taking a wild guess here, but I think they were going to do a riff on Live and Let Die where James Bond is kept in something just like that. There's like a pond and there's crocodiles. And he's sort of in an island and he very famously the start where he actually just like steps over them and walks <laughs> and runs away. Oh, mm-hmm. God, yeah. I'm just thinking of the uh, Red Dwarf uh, Ace Rimmer character, which was somewhat of a Bond parody mm. where he's like uh, windsurfing on the back of a crocodile. So good. <laughs> But uh, no, when he's, when he's fighting, when he's fighting, yeah, what a guy. <laughs> when he's fighting the thing underwater and a bunch of blood shows up, which by the way, a mm. bunch of blood shows up. Mm. Oh yeah, Batman murders kids, the crap out of some crocodiles. Kids love Batman. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he surfaces without his mustache. I'm just like, wow, it must have really hurt to tear that mustache <laughs> off. Well, you don't say it's the crocodile shaving him. That's what all the blood comes from. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, got a little too close there, Batman. Sorry about that. Mm. Hey, it's all right. uh, that's a... <laughs> Wait, mustache is gone. But yeah, it's the little mustache and and some sunglasses, mm-hmm. and that's literally it. Like he things you could buy not even at a joke shop, but yep. just like at a convenience store. I got my uh, Groucho glasses, and I am ready to infiltrate the criminal under- underworld. Like he he thinks he's so good at it, and well, like I I okay. no, you see, criminals are a cowardly lot. They won't be. They they were too shy to tell him that his uh, his disguises are shit. <laughs> but they're not they're not in this episode because nobody's cowardly because they're not afraid anymore. You see? Ah, but they Some are not the... taking the fear the the no fear toxin. Well, all right. You got me there. <laughs> Just some balding guy runs up to him and goes, Your disguise is shit. <laughs> he, put, he puts his hand oh, the, the balding guy puts his hand over the top of Bruce Wayne's face and goes, Aha <laughs> I knew it. You're that guy with the mustache. I know you. You're Superman. <laughs> also, I like, 
I like the um, I, like when when uh, actually when uh, the scene from your quote, mm. what I expected him is for him to say I'm Matches Malone, mm-hmm. and just for the guy to blink at him like, oh wait, I forgot my match. <laughs> <laughs> like the one thing in your disguise that gives you the name you didn't even bring. That's Come on, that's how you know I am Matches Malone. Mm-hmm. I have the one match. Okay. Uh, what else? Mm, uh, I liked. Oh, go ahead. No, I, I said that the the animation was good, but a lot of the voice work is really good writing, great one-liners. Mm. It, you know. I love it. Mm-hmm. The 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 white suit guy comes and he's like, "I wouldn't move if I were you" or something like that. And Batman just goes, "You're not me." <laughs> oh, <laughs> I love the that. Then he just starts Batman. dodging bullets. It rules. Well, and the thing is, like with the No Fear Batman, mm. is we are in the era where the Bruce and Batman voices are almost the mm. same now. Like he's he's slowly losing that anyway, so it's yeah. it's kind of hard to tell when he's when he's mm-hmm. a little more like that, you know? Yeah, he's not like, oh, Tim's in my office. Oh, uh huh. Oh, hey, uh-huh. how's it going? Yeah, he doesn't have that anymore. And I I've said this a million times, but it's you know it's the evolutionary step between that and. Batman Beyond, mm. where he's just a cranky, angry old man mm. by himself all the time. Ah, where's my dog? Mm-hmm. Well, there he is. <laughs> um, oh, uh, speaking of the animation, mm-hmm. I loved that bit uh, at the beginning where uh, Neon Sign crashes mm. from very high up, and just watching uh, Batman and Robin just, like, solve the problem. Yep, yeah. that was just, very cool. Very well done. It was just... And the sound design yeah. is especially... Is- Especially good on that. Yes. Just all those wires pinging and all that. Really good. Mm-hmm. No, and it, it's just nice to see, like, of course they've got a plan if there's a big muscly guy punching them and then mm-hmm. he runs away. But, like, this is this takes some real problem yeah. solving. Like, you have to think very quickly yep. and use the tools you have available and yeah. or else a bunch of people are going to die. And, yep. and, and they pulled that off very This is before all six or five Spider-Man movies where he solved this mm. sort of problem exactly in this way, you know, several times yep. or 10 minutes in a set piece. Right, except he has an advantage in that he can generate mm. seemingly infinite mm-hmm. amounts of, of cord, whereas Batman carries a very small length of yeah. it. So. Okay, we've got two guns that shoot rope, so... Mm-hmm. One of them is Maybe designed a for a boy. <laughs> <laughs> this one only holds boy weight. Oh, yeah. I'm a boy. Yeah, right, because uh, Tim only weighs <laughs> about six grams. <laughs> That's why I love later when when Tim breaks through his own bat cuffs and then goes, ow! <laughs> oh, that was such a cute... Because he, he, he goes, hi-ya! Because he, he karate chops it. Mm-hmm. And, ow! That was so cute. I love Tim. I love that kid. Mm-hmm. Yep. I just want to pat him on the head. Just like, ah, oh, you're doing your best, son. Yep. Oh, so good. Also, at the very end, uh, Batman tells him he's right, and they sort of walk off in silence. Mm-hmm. And it's like that's the closest you're gonna get to an "I love you" from yep. this dad figure. Mm-hmm. That's that's the that's the most he'll give you. Mm-hmm. Savor this. This is a you don't know it yet, but this is a tender moment. Uh, this is one of the, gonna be one of the high points of your life. You poor sap. Yeah, you were right uh-huh. this time. <laughs> Anything else? A uh, lot of uses of bat pen knives, which I've never seen before, mm. but I kind of like. <laughs> It's just a little knife with like a bat, like a serrated bat blade, and mm. I kind of like it. Yeah, I feel like it's just a thing he has in the utility. Yeah, it's a... but I like the uh, as with anything Batman does. I like the uh, the attention to detail that goes it... into this. Should be bat shaped. Yeah, it's it's mm-hmm. almost a, there's a term for this. I know because it it's a karambit. I think it's like this tiny knife which which has I think a finger grip on it. Mm. it it's something yeah. like that. It's like brass knuckles, but yeah. a knife. Yeah, it's yeah. like a single brass knuckle with a with a sort of knife mm-hmm. uh, attached right. to it. Yeah. Um, All right. One last thing. One last thing. Uh, yes. I, uh, I went on uh, uh, the DC Wiki. Mm. Uh, oh, Lord. Uh, this week. To how dare see you? What was going on. Someone uh-huh. on the DC Wiki really wants you to know how much he knows about how trains work because there are in-depth uh-huh. things on, well... In real life, there would be a dead man switch that would activate. And also, you know, mm. trains don't just stop like this. They would have, okay. like, a, a drawer. They would have a bridge or something. It's just like, okay, I, I, I get it, buddy. You worked on a train, and no, he has a train you really set want connect. people to know. Mm-hmm. He has the best train set in 
the entire town that he's in. Obviously. And so when he proves a point like this, he probably says, train, set, match. Oh. <laughs> About that train, I, I, at the end of it, it falls into this enormous cavern. I was wondering mm-hmm. if it ends up in the bat cave and, you know, are we going to have <laughs> a cave full of fearless uh-huh. bats now? <laughs> just constantly flying into your face. I just more like he's got it hanging from the ceiling. Is that really a trophy, Master Bruce? Look, it got here by itself. I'm not gonna. Yeah, look, it. I now you have. I to got it 90 percent of the way here, so <laughs> this is much easier to get in here than the big penny. So, yeah, yes, I remember, sir, and I have to polish that every day. I notice you're not polishing it now. Uh, get to work. So. Get to the team. Choo choo, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, also, speaking of the DC Wiki, this is about the next episode, mm-hmm. but uh, there's a whole thing in there about, uh, and I'm not going to spoil anything mm-hmm. from your from your summary here, Vishal, but uh, just the the Joker's broke is the is is how it starts, and the the DC Wiki goes on for a paragraph about how how little bullets cost and how he should have still been able to get bullets. Oh my huh? god! Oh my god! Shut up! Just shut up! It's really amazing sometimes just watching people who have no idea how humor works. Or, yeah. like, suspension of disbelief. It, uh-huh. If you have no idea for how humor works, I feel very bad for people watching the next episode. Uh-huh. Yes. Well, why don't you tell us about this Joker's isn't millions? This how the Joker would spend his millions. <laughs> how would the Joker <laughs> spend his millions? Well, we don't know because the Joker has money problems. Bullets are expensive. Uh-huh. High flow rate squirting flower- flowers are expensive, too. Even ejector seats, <laughs> apparently, which means... After their latest heist gone wrong, Mr. Kerr leaves Harley to the Bat family and slumps back to his crummy motel where he receives a letter informing him that he's the sole inheritor of the fortunes of King Barlow. I don't know if King Barlow has appeared before in this, but anyway. I don't think so. I don't think so. The Joker's millions, 250 to be precise, helps him buy his way out of a life of crime and into one of being fated by the Penguin at the Going Legit Party. It's completely a real thing. They have it every week. It's like it's Two-Face before and then before, you know, there was the clocking. and mm. But it's complete with loose seals. Babs and Dabs infiltrate the party. That's Bruce, uh, no, Barbara and Dick. Uh, and so does King Barlow's former number one guy who's about to ice Joker. When the dynamic duo, no, the the other ones, swing into action and save the day. The Joker lives it up, spending his money in a way only people in montage sequences do. Watched <laughs> over by a silently disapproving Batman. Only Bruce Wayne gets to spend money in silly ways, her rump. Harley, meanwhile, still has hope that he'll come for her. But, well, when she learns that he is hiring replacements, she tries to escape. Almost. But more on that later. Of course, as the government is wont to do, they come calling for their cut, and the replacement hardly discovers that all of Barlow's cash is fake. So fake, in fact, that it just has his face on it. <coughs> Barlow himself has left a tape explaining that everything, save for $10 million, was fake, and the Joker has definitely burned through all of that. Now, the Joker can't let anyone know he's been duped, and he can't even shoot fake hardly. That... <sighs> Batman, in his Bruce Wayne getup, encounters the Joker at <laughs> Penguin's place. But he figures out that it's one of his goons in disguise. So Batman does the old who does number two work for routine to figure out the Joker's plan. That's a callback, kids. From 1997. Very deep callback. Stick to the classics that Mr. Kerr does. Heisting some armored cars on a ferry. You'd think this was just an excuse to get the bat boat out again, but nay, it's the bat wing that shows up and blows all the money into Gotham Harbor where it gets churned up by the propellers. This is a bit excessive, but Joker's clearly moved by it all. Uh, and he's about to kill himself when he's reeled in by the bat famine, sent off to Arkham where he'll be clubbed to death by the real Harley for leaving her behind. Ah, I love a functional, inspiring relationship. The end. Hey, relationship goals, uh-huh. right? Who doesn't love it when the relationship involves a severe beating with a club? I was, at the beginning of the episode, I was like, wait a minute. We've seen Joker and Harley a bunch mm-hmm. in the last several, like their last several appearances, and they're not really together anymore. Mm-hmm. And this episode 
teased us with that and then basically continued with that and they spend the episode apart and then she gets her revenge and it's it's like it feels like they made a deliberate choice to be like okay we know they were together but they're not really a thing anymore yeah it's like i was kind of upset at the beginning to see her back with him but it's like no she goes back a couple of times mm, before that's also the thing though it's like it's an abusive relationship and she keeps going back yeah but But in that's not the story here no but and also the fact that it ends with her beating with a police club uh it's (laughs) very cathartic yeah yes I love she just she she's dressed up like a cop and she's in the back of the paddy wagon alone with him. And he says, I'm so glad to see you. And she says, join the club. <laughs> yeah, this this entire episode is one liners from end to end. It's it's a series of bits. Yes. Mm-hmm. There's so yep. many bits in this. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to pick I a quote. Use more, of but, you know. I really enjoyed this one. It was fun. Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely like a deliberate comedy episode, mm. and and I like that when you watch a terrifying Scarecrow episode, it's nice to balance it yep. out with like, okay, now here's a wacky one. Mm-hmm. Also, again, we say this every time, but the Joker should be funny. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's not just a psychotic guy who dresses like a clown. He's supposed to be funny. Yeah, I love, I am not tangling with the IRS so much. <laughs> yeah. There were a bunch that of very, very you know, jokes that would have completely gone over my head as a kid, you know. Oh, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. there are things now that I don't quite get that I know are very obscure things like fake Harley at the end going, I thought this was an equity job. <laughs> yeah, I think that's, that's a, a, I think that's an yeah, acting Yeah, that's like thing. a SAG reference or some kind. Right. Uh, actually, this brings me to my bad thing because mm. there's a very, I mean, you would probably know this one, but it is a very specific to the late 90s in America oh, yeah. joke. Uh, they did a stupid Johnny Cochran <laughs> reference with uh, uh, the Joker's uh, uh, lawyer. Yeah, mm, that was rough. What's worse is I know he shows up in another time in this series, and uh, one of the times the DC Wiki actually proved itself useful was it reminded me he shows up a third time in Justice wow. League. They love this. I mean, Seinfeld had a whole character like that, too. It sure like, did. They, and that guy went on to play Cyborg's dad in Doom Patrol, so he's cool now. Okay. But, you know. Yeah, I, I, in my notes, because the, the episode begins with, well, with my good thing, which is almost a return to the title cards. Yeah. Uh, they do a very sort of uh, in, in-universe way yeah, to sort of display his... Uh, with a giant computer. The title. And just a screen mm-hmm. that says Joker's yep. Millions. But right there next to it, at some point, there's a giant sign for a DVD. And I thought, wait, when ago is this supposed to be? <laughs> and then they showed yeah this is the most yeah but okay. but then they showed johnny cochran and i'm like i know exactly where to go this was <laughs> yeah no this is very clearly set in the actual present of the show because yeah. they're at a they're at like a technology expo with all the like the the hot tech of the day mm-hmm. and it all is about 1997 technology so yeah which Only there's no vr is cool for your i think there was a sign that said vr oh, but i don't okay. think there actually was any um, but it, it felt like one of those big 40s, like, mm. room full of giant props set pieces, mm-hmm. only it was now, and I kind of like that. Yeah, it's a good adaptation of that sort of thing. Yeah. And in some ways, it's, but I also... it's very, uh, it's what actual conventions were like in the 90s. I remember going to stupid whatever random, you know, oh, we yeah. had whatever the Gulf equivalent of it in Dubai. There were giant computer, you know, props as the stands and things. So. Yeah, like I never went to a convention like this, but I definitely stayed at a hotel that had them and mm-hmm. sort of poked my head in and like, yeah, that's that's very much what they were like. And I I think when we jump to the new Batman adventures, the uh, ambiguity as to the setting, mm. like the time setting is much yeah. less mm-hmm. because it has to exist side by side with Superman and later with Justice League. Yeah. So you have to say, OK, let's let's pick a damn time already. Yeah. But the Johnny Cochran thing, just like it wasn't funny at the time. Mm-hmm. It's not funny now. It's just the, you guys are better than this. You don't like yeah. they don't really do celebrity caricatures on this show. Yeah, That's it's not, not their thing. It's just like, all right. Well, and like it's very. <laughs> Michelle, you were talking about how like who is going to get this It's like, yeah, I would only get this in 1997 because of all the other cartoons that also had Johnny Cochran <laughs> in them. Which was well, a I lot. Think I would get it because, you know, Entertainment Tonight used to play in the afternoons before the cartoons used to start on the channel. Oh, right? God, that's right. So I literally, I had no idea why this entertainment show was talking about this murder trial, but, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, it's, it's been 25 years and I still I, don't understand uh-huh. that. But, but, but yeah, speaking um, of uh, 
jokes that don't land that's that's sort of my bad thing you know and i know it's like it's it's easy to look at it from today's lens and but you know there's this this whole sequence where joker is auditioning for new harleys uh, mm-hmm. and he's sort of walking past this lineup of a uh, uh, pretty uh, i won't say bad as in they're not badly drawn or anything it's just that they're they're, they're very low hanging fruit in terms of just designs and then what uh, mm-hmm. yeah it's physical humor it's, it's, it's here's a fat yeah, one here's, here's a, a dude here's, old, here's a yeah and this right. was better than that honestly it's it yeah. seems a bit too on the nose even for the 90s they should have they should have punched it up because what they end up with is a great fake harley I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, and that's that's my good mm-hmm. thing. She, uh, I don't know uh, if you guys watched the show Friends back in the day, but she oh, was yeah. uh, Chandler's Chandler's girlfriend. Oh for quite my time. god! Really? Yeah, that's the yeah. one. She's like she's like the knockoff version of Fran Drescher. Wow. Okay. Do Do you know? As an aside, do you know that basically Friends is very popular in India right now on Netflix? Right now, yeah. I, like I would understand in the nineties. I, I asked a young person this, and I was like, "Why mm-hmm. do you watch Friends? We we thought mm-hmm. it was silly back in the nineties, but mm-hmm. people genuinely seem to like it right now. I don't know why. Maybe it's I, a nostalgia huh. thing. It's it's apparently made something of a comeback here too. Like mm. apparently, like young, like modern young people, mm, yes, uh, really like sort of that old sitcom. Hmm. Well, like, I know. I know it hit one of our streaming services, mm-hmm. and that is part of, like, sometimes when a show that's not widely available suddenly becomes available, mm-hmm. it gets popular again. But, like, I, I can't account for it in India. Mm-hmm. Like, here it makes a little bit yeah. of sense. But... Yeah, it, it's bizarre. But anyway, mm-hmm. yeah, so she's the fake Harley that, that's mm-hmm. good. Yeah, and she's perfect because she's just sort of off. <laughs> like, she's kind of the same, mm-hmm. but she's got a distinctive enough voice that it's a little annoying. Yeah. And it's like, she calls him Mr. G, which to <laughs> me is the funniest thing in the world. I don't know why. I also the design on her is so good because it's you can tell it's not regular Harley. Yeah. Her, her eyes are different. Yeah, like the costume is perfect, but her eyes look different. Yeah, and her expressions are different, it's, and so it's like, oh, that's not Harley. It's, yeah, it's, it's, like, it's very much. No, it's like sorry, when they re, yeah. when they recast someone in a sitcom, but they keep the same character, and they hope you won't notice. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's exactly that. And with a character like Harley, who is in a full costume and makeup, mm-hmm. it would be a little easier, but they still managed to convey that, even with those limitations, yeah. which I love. Yeah, for a second, I thought, okay, she's gotten out and she's just pretending to be this new person. That's going to be the twist. But though yeah, I thought mm-hmm. that too. No, I loved her. And I loved, she didn't really understand what she was doing. Mm-hmm. I don't think she ever quite <laughs> understood she was working for a criminal. Maybe she'd never heard of the Joker, which I kind of <laughs> like. She, Ooh, just someone being so clueless. Just like, I don't know. She it's says, a gig, whatever. She says Mr. J because she's been fed the line G Mr. J and then she messes it up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but she's so much fun and she just gets this deer in the headlights look. She's <laughs> like, uh, mm, I don't know. I guess I'll help you rob a, a, a boat full of money, but that's not really what I signed on for. I thought this was a game show. Uh-huh. <laughs> it kind of is. <laughs> But uh, getting back to the, all the comedy stuff, mm-hmm. um, Bruce, uh, not Bruce Tim, Paul Dini wrote this mm. one. Yes. And uh, he also, I believe, wrote the last Joker episode where he wanted to be the funniest guy in Gotham. Mm-hmm. Was that, is, is that, he wrote that one, right? Yep. yep. Okay. It feels like both of those have, he started, well, he didn't start out, but mm-hmm. he definitely had a lot of experience on uh, like Tiny Toons. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this celebrity caricature, mm-hmm. broad jokes thing sort of comes from that. And he hasn't quite like, he knows how to be funny. He knows how to write some of the best comedy in this series. Oh, but yeah. Sometimes I think he falls back on his old Shtick, like habits. Yeah. I could definitely see that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah this does feel because it definitely feels like feel like a tiny, tiny tunes thing. animaniacs kind of jokes. Mm. Yeah. Oh god. Uh, this animaniacs. one is all also. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, that show just came back. Oh, yeah, did it? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know anything about it. I just know they made some new episodes recently. Yeah. Mm. You were saying? Oh yeah, um, this one's actually a very close adaptation of a 1950s uh, Batman comic called oh. Joker's Millions. Like the plot is uh, very similar. Uh, huh. Like Joker gets uh, gets the inheritance from a guy he hated, and then the IRS mm-hmm. comes around and he's uh, cut, mm. and, and most of it's counterfeit. And I mean, wow, like they add stuff like you know Harley and sort of update it and everything, but it's actually a really close uh, adaptation. There's also some of the movie Brewster's Millions, which mm-hmm. uh, 
is from back in the day, but most people my age certainly know the Richard Pryor version mm-hmm. from the 80s, which is like if he can spend X amount of money in a certain time, he can get like X times 10 yeah. amount of money. Like it's, I, but it's an old guy on a TV telling him like, uh, here's all the rules. You're not just free and clear. And it, mm. that, that felt very much like, mm. uh, like Brewster's movie. At least which, they didn't, as a kid, I at least they didn't base it on blank check. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. But I, I also like I, I wrote down when the guy said it's all fake. It was like, wait a minute. But he's there's no way he could buy a house mm. and pay for a lawyer with counterfeit money. He's like, oh, but the top part of it wasn't like, OK, that tracks. At least they at least they <laughs> the gag sort of, of the doctor out. saying that the Joker is all cured now and there's no way he's been bribed yep. into saying that. And then driving up, it pulls back to him in a sports car and driving off is just perfect. Uh-huh. The th- it's such like an obvious joke, but yeah. it's so good. Yeah, this thing. I'm is... insulted by the very idea that you would say that goodbye. Uh-huh. This episode is filled with obvious jokes, but they all land because they're so mm-hmm. out of character in some ways for this show. Yeah. I, I love the no, I love the exchange Bruce and Bruce Wayne and the Joker. Well, not the Joker as we find out, but I wish it was the Joker. You know, the one that they have about uh, him tying him up, and then he's like, "That was last month." You know, it's the it's a very classic joke, but. It works. Mm-hmm. And there's a bit of uh, that scene at the beginning of The Killing Joke in that, where there's a there's a decoy Joker in his cell at Arkham, and it's just a guy in paint, yeah. and Batman flies off the handle and starts torturing him to, like, find out where the real Joker is, and, like, it just it reminded me of that in a good way. Um, I liked the Iceberg Lounge. I mentioned mm-hmm. this briefly yes. when we talked about the last episode. I like that the Penguin looks more like the Penguin mm-hmm. and less like the Danny DeVito version. And I like that he's successful now. Yeah, and he's yeah. got a, like, you see where he fits into the whole underworld thing now. He's he's the legitimate businessman with this club. Mm-hmm. But obviously the club is where all the crime happens. And, oh, yeah. And it flows actually so well even past this series to the Arkham games. Because mm-hmm. especially in Arkham City, the Iceberg Lounge and uh, Penguin's... Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Penguin being this major gangster in Gotham, it really is a major part of that. So, yeah, it was nice to see. No, and and like I was saying, the Penguin feels like another one of those characters that I really like. I I said this many times that I didn't like him, but I wanted them mm. to get him right. I yeah. wanted to find him interesting, but he was just this weird guy with flipper hands who did bird themed things, and it what yeah. it didn't really like that worked when it was Burgess Meredith minus the flippers, but it it didn't. Like yeah. mm, he needs a better thing, and yeah. he, he has it now. <laughs> I I never remember being particularly swayed by the Batman Returns Penguin, so it's nice to see him, mm-hmm. you know, go back to this 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 just a sort of a regular the, guy type thing. The Batman Returns Penguin was a quintessential Tim Burton character. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was a freakish outsider, you know, who was driven to do disgusting things. And like, I get it, but it it didn't really work in this series, and this is. Again, he looks like the way he looks in the comics now, mm-hmm. and uh, you know he's he's more distinguished, more dignified. Like I say, he's got the he's got the legit place that everyone can hang out in, and I I really enjoy that. And the killer seals, yeah. yep, the loose seals. So I'm good. surprised someone didn't lose a hand. <laughs> There's a part a mobster gets pushed in there, and like the seals just descend on him. I'm like, well, that guy's dead. Yeah, it's like when the hyenas do that only mm-hmm. i guess but here it, it's more convincing than before when the penguin would set like a pelican on him or something yep. you know I oh co- no a bird uh-huh <laughs> i completely thought that when barbara and well babs and dabs uh, save the joker <laughs> babs and dabs is excellent uh-huh. by the way <laughs> i thought you'd like that <laughs> but yeah. the joker tries to pay them off for saving him and at that point uh-huh. i really thought that that's when they would you know figure something out about the about the well, yeah, you're cash. handing them a clue. Yeah, right. I'm sure that was there maybe in an early draft at some point that they figure it out before he does. But it's okay that they did. They did this great coordinated, like perfectly uh, choreographed thing together, where they both ball up the money and drop it at exactly the same time, and it just mm-hmm. like they must have rehearsed that. <laughs> I, I really like it. Dick's just like get paid for this. Uh huh. Sweet hair uh, gel you... money. <laughs> <laughs> Well, speaking of Dick's hair. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, my bad thing. Dick's ponytail is worse than his mullet. 
I love it so much. I like. I get that it's like uh, people will suspect I'm Nightwing if they see that I, Dick Grayson, too, have a mullet. So I'll just tie it up in a slick ponytail and look like a real douche. Mm-hmm. I, I, I fucking loathe it. You guys seen Highlander? I love Highlander. <laughs> <laughs> he would, too. Yep. Wait, Highlander rule, man. I will hear nothing bad about 90s TV show Highlander starring Adrian Oh, Paul. I was thinking of the... The seventies movie. I, no, the movie's I, I fun too. But mm-hmm. listen, I could definitely see nineties ass Dick Grayson being a fan of nineties ass Highlander, the TV show. Yeah, and it's spin off mm-hmm. Highlander the Raven. Oh yeah, Highlander oh, God, the, Raven. the Raven. Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. that's the nineties thing you've said to me ever. Yes, and this is an episode where we've already name checked Black Scorpion. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's true. <sighs> But no, I I continue to love to hate everything about Dick and his aesthetic and his attitude. And yep. Just, ugh, he's so terrible. I gotta get home to watch Poltergeist the Legacy, Batman. Oh, God. <laughs> just the worst. Uh, what was your good thing, though? Uh, I love, love, love Joker's shitty apartment. <laughs> mm-hmm. His just- lair. Just strolling in, not trying to hide the fact that he's the Joker. The lady at the desk is like, there's a there's a letter for you, Mr. Kerr. Yes, I'm Joker. <laughs> it's not it's not a version of the Joker I see very often, and I just love it. Him going up to the apartment and his dogs are pissed off that like they're not getting fed is great. Why don't you yeah, eat, eat like, each you... other? So, yeah, uh, such a good line. So many good lines. It was hard to pick a quote from this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the thing is, I don't love... The Joker's one of those few uh, characters that I don't love their redesign. Like, mm. the fact that he doesn't have a red mouth anymore yeah, really bugs yeah. me. No, and the, the beady black eyes sort of work, but yeah, the mouth doesn't work for me. Yeah. I'm not a fan but, of his new hair, honestly. No, mm. but I... And I pointed this out in his previous appearance, like... Mark Hamill is at his like peak here. Mm-hmm. Like he is doing the best voice work as this character he will ever do. So like that makes up for the fact that I don't like him as much visually cuz like I should be sick of that laugh yeah. by this point. Why is that still so good, it's you very know? Good. But every time it's like, "Oh man." Ah, so good. Mm. Uh, what else? Um, uh, what else? Did we do the court? You can just put it in here. Uh, we have not yet. There were so what many. What do you got? There, there were literally, mm-hmm. like, I, mm. I wasn't sure which to pick, so I just went with this one between uh, Joker and Harley. We're broke, remember? What was I supposed to do? Fill the tank, shoot the guy, and drive off? Mm-hmm. Now you tell me. That was very good, and I love, uh, they've used this in previous episodes, but I love the way she's animated oh. there. Like, her desperate looks of, like, oh my god, we gotta get away, or I'm going back to Arkham. Just, like... The way her face looks when she's driving the car in a panic is, yep. is so good. Yeah, this uh, this episode was, I think, directed by Dan Reba. And I think they give him mm-hmm. the more, the Joker ones. And a part of mm. me would like to see them from the more uh, sort of flamboyant animation directors like the previous episodes one. I, I forget his name. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, his the Japanese uh, director. Mm-hmm. Or the ones by Kevin Altieri who did a lot of the Clayface stuff and all that. His episodes always mm. have this like real... Uh, style to them but the dad reba ones actually mm-hmm. i think work for the comedy better he, the the character they they clearly give it to him for that reason right no and they're very expressive like like we were saying a minute ago like fake harley yeah looks mm-hmm. like it's, a different character despite the fact that she's basically the same you character can, model. you can see the you know the pencil sketch storyboard version of this that really captures it in some ways better than in a more mm-hmm. slickly animated one which i can appreciate yeah. right well, and that was supposed to be the point of the redesign was they kept getting such wildly different mm. animation back from overseas. And this was supposed to streamline things so that regardless of what they were trying, you would always get a consistent, yeah. like, you know, uh, quality of animation, even if the, you know, even if the artistic style was very different. Mm-hmm. And I like that. Mm. So, uh, what else? I... I think it ends a bit too soon. I think the whole, you know, oh, he's got a plot and then he wants to kill himself in the propellers. <laughs> it, <laughs> it seemed a bit much even, uh, you know, it's like, oh, and then the bat player arrives and then all the play- the money goes flying and then it goes into the water and then it gets churned up by the propellers. It's like, uh, uh, okay. <laughs> See, 
that's how a lot of like at least old comedy movies yeah. uh, like just sort of rush the third mm. act and i get that and it's not necessarily a good choice but i understand why they do it yeah like it's a it's kind of an homage yeah. to that no, like that's they, that's how these stories they work. save themselves with the the button with the hardly showing up again that was sure. so yes. good oh my god i love it i and the thing is the moment where he's trying like where he says he wants to kill himself like yeah that might be a little much but also it made me laugh and this is something we've been noticing as they change over to the new batman mm. adventures they're when they move to a new network they're a lot they're allowed to do a mm. lot more brutal like just he can say things like i want to kill myself yeah, he shoots a lot they, they of, weren't allowed to say a lot that of things and a lot of people in this episode or even just tries to yeah you know, he threatens to kill yeah. he uh, fake hardly mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you're gonna he, shoot her in the yeah. back of the head ah maybe mm-hmm. not uh oh there's a point where they're fighting in the iceberg lounge and someone grabs a spittoon and clobbers them over the head and uh <clears throat> Amanda said, I have a hard time believing there's a spittoon in, in this place. And I said, no, no, that's a cobble pot. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I was very proud of that. <laughs> okay. Uh, what else? Hmm. What else? Uh, I mean, this episode is just fun. It's end-to-end yeah. jokes. It's, it's light. It's yeah. not too, you know, uh, too crazy. It's a It's a good classic, you know... Maybe, you know, 12-pager back in the mm-hmm. Golden Age or Silver Age. Oh, yeah, like a backup story yeah, absolutely. To, the, to the main one. Yeah. And sometimes also, that's all you need. I like, I, I like for the purposes of this show when we when we get two very tonally different episodes mm-hmm. so we can kind of cover the whole gamut of it. They're, you know, they're, that's, they that's are definitely like, that. Yeah. This no, might be Joker in his most cartoony. Hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Like when he's and, driving around the golf course with a busted ass club. <laughs> oh my god! And, and he literally drives past Bruce Wayne. That that was great. Yep. And it's like he's playing uh, polo or something because yeah. he's just like clubbing the ball while he's still driving. Mm-hmm. And Bruce is on That's a date guy. with some random person. And... Yeah, some floozy. Mm-hmm. He's ruining his date. That's that's the that's the reason the Joker's there. Just ruining some mm-hmm. rich guy's date. Well, and I love I love how annoyed he is, by because mm-hmm. he can't do anything about it yeah. because a lawyer has said that he's not a criminal anymore. Yeah, and like the Joker's not committing any crimes right now. Yep, it's like he's just being a dick. Do anything. Yep. Oh, that was the other joke I wanted to make mm. was um when. Uh, when the IRS came for him, and I was like, well, of course you have to pay taxes. You're the guy who said we live in a society. Come on. <laughs> Batman. Uh-huh. Love to see Mark Hamill do the whole, we live in a society. Don't we? I, you know, I only know that from memes. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, I haven't seen like the movie or the clips. Oh, or, I have I made have, a, I have made a point of not watching the Joker movie. It looks so bad. Yeah. I, I saw the Joker movie. It was, what do you think? Well, it, I heard it was. I heard it was well made, look, but I, I just, I'm not interested in. It's weird because that. I okay. I went with friends, and they I think they had maybe already seen it or something. But anyway, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I watched this movie, and and like every half an hour or so during the film, my opinion of it would change completely. Okay. At first, mm. I was like, "This is kind of shit," and then suddenly it was like, "No, this is good," and then it was like, "No, this is kind of shit again," and then it's <laughs> good. And honestly, by the end of it. I don't think it's the best movie ever, like everyone was, like some people were saying. Nor do I think sure, it's the right. worst movie ever. I think it did something interesting. As a, it's it's not the most profound film in the world, but mm. it is certainly reaching for something interesting in what it's saying. Not actually about the character, the Joker, because it's just sort of a made-up thing. Uh, you know, it's sort of in, in its own little bubble. It's not connected to anything. It's it's interesting because we live in a society. Uh, <laughs> it's interesting. It's an interesting commentary on how people perceive a character like that and the varying mm-hmm. uh, responses to that character and how, mm. you know, it's, it's... I can see that. Yeah, yeah there, it has interesting things to say. It it's got a very good performance by Joaquin Phoenix. You know, that mm-hmm. is... Uh, mm-hmm. And yeah, it, it actually has a nice... I don't know to spoil it, but it has nice connections to the Batman story. Uh, 
a couple of which are interesting and then a couple of which are very on the nose but it it works i'd say well, it's it's not as obviously the fandom around these things are terrible you know oh yeah mm-hmm. but they're not bad i mean joker was not bad i think all right i i do i mean i'm still not going to see mm, it sure. but yeah. i enjoy when a superhero slash you know comic book super villain type movie takes things in a different direction and says okay it doesn't just have to be the standard marvel template we can do something yeah. like mm-hmm. deadpool or we can do something like logan or we can do something like birds of prey mm-hmm. like and i like that it's stretching to be different things yeah. but they're not all going to interest yeah. me as all mm-hmm. uh, joker is very much not a superhero movie at all mm-hmm. and it's right. not even a super villain movie so but it's still set in gotham city with joker so yeah, it, yeah. it is in a sense but the same way this show, mm, the yes, Batman yes. the Animated Series, could just be about sort of grounded mobsters one week. Mm-hmm. Like, you should be able to do something like that. I just, again, I personally don't have any interest, but it's cool that they're doing stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. And I like that now everyone is doing stuff like that. I mean, you want to talk about WandaVision, well, yeah. we can go on about oh, that. Oh, God, for... yeah. I just saw yeah. the and the latest episode. I have not yet, but I will you, I hope, shortly. I hope so you like it. Quiet it's... you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have enjoyed every part of that show that is not directly tied to the Marvel mm. Universe. As soon as we cut to the, mm. like, guys in suits tapping at computers and saying, I'm in. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm not as engaged. But, like, when we're in the world of the show, I'm I'm yes. really into it. It so walks we'll a see. really nice, lady. like, it's so what it, like, it's so those episodes of the sitcoms. But when, like, the yep. weird stuff starts to poke through, it's so good. No, I love all that. I just wish it all existed in, in that world mm. instead of having to cut to outside of it because then I just feel like I'm watching a Marvel movie yeah. and I've seen a bunch of those already. This is yeah. this is something different, you know? This is... But anyway. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's not spoil it. I'm just, I'll just say that it, it does deliver much more than I, I thought it would. Mm. Well, the twist at the end of last week's definitely like kept me engaged. Yep. So there was yeah. that. All right. Uh, Vishal, you have anything you'd like to promote? Um... Hmm. When was I here last time? I, 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 it's been so long. Quite some time Quite ago. Quite some time ago. Near um, the beginning of the series. So almost a year ago. Uh, yeah, so last time when I was here, I was sort of knee deep in trying to do some animation. And then I got waist mm-hmm. deep and neck deep. and That turned out tremendously mm-hmm. well. Did it? Because I don't know, honestly. But, uh, objectively yeah. speaking. Uh, thank you. Thank you. No, I loved that. it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... My brother and I animated this music video for an up-and-coming artist in India named Rahul Rajkova. Um, I should have a link to it somewhere on my uh, uh, somewhere on my social media. So just follow at All Vishal and I'll just put up a link to it. It's been a while. I'll put up a new link to it somewhere on there, so you can find. Yeah, it. and if you if you post it somewhere like Twitter or Facebook or whatever, I will definitely like uh, uh, signal boost that. Uh, and, uh, if it's, if the term it. animation is too broad, it's a loving homage to He-Man and all sorts of weird 80s cartoons, but with its own strange twist. Mm-hmm. No, it is, it is excellent. Thank it you. is, it is such a good video. Mm. Um, and of course you have done massive amounts of art for us you did a fantastic uh cover for the finale of post-atomic horror oh god that was so good yes uh that that brought us to 30 did it it, i mean god i've done more than that but in the in the sort of the the subset of fake magazine covers i I think Mm. that brought us up to 30 uh it's yeah it was something like that and then yeah if you include everything else it was 40 or 50 Mm. almost um, and then for this show, uh, you did the uh, the last yes. uh, monitor duty uh, cover, and mm. you're going to be doing more of those for Absolutely. us. Absolutely. Uh, I'm great. really looking forward to those. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Uh, let's see. Our stuff, as ever, uh, the, the website is kidslovebatman.com. If you want to write to it, it's, it's, it's kidslovebatmanpodcast at gmail. Uh, we are on Twitter at Algar, at Robot Matt. Uh, Vishal said his already. It is at Al Vishal. And uh, that's all for this time. Oh, yeah. wait. What do oh. we got for next week? Oh, fuck. Uh, next week we've got... Start writing them down. Uh, Growing Pains and Love is a Croc. I know what one of those is. <laughs> I know what Love is a Croc is, yeah. and it is maybe the most twisted episode Ooh, they ever I think did. I fucking, love that one. <laughs> fucking weird. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember the other one. Though, uh, no, so, me neither. Uh, looking forward to that. Yeah. All right, that's all for this time. Yeah, see ya, folks. Hey, 
For more information about this show and the people who make it, visit kidslovebatman.com. To provide financial support for this show and all of the shows produced by Algar Productions, consider a pledge at patreon.com slash Algar. That's double A-L-G-A-R. The Kids Love Batman podcast is a co-production of Matt Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Copyright 2020, Algar Productions. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this for fun.